With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Andrew Staten to World of Martial Arts Television, a world you know very well. And um, wanted to talk to you particularly today as a Bruce Lee authority, it being the 20th of July and it being 50 years since the untimely passing of Bruce. Um, what are your thoughts on how the world is going to be thinking about Bruce and how, what that means in, in the many decades that have passed since that uh, unfortunate time? I will, yeah. Um, great to be on your show. Um, the, the situation is, is that, of course, it, it's a reflection of the past, uh, present, and maybe the future. So let's let's take a look at the past, really, if that's okay. So the past is on this day in 1973. Um, a lot of people in Hong Kong woke up to the fact that Bruce Lee was dead, um, and it was a you know, it was an absolute shock to their system because he was their hero. He was the one that was flying the flag for the Chinese people, you know, more than anybody else had in the whole of the world. So to them, it was totally distraught and the people close to him were totally, totally distraught. But I'd like to talk about that maybe a little bit later on, but present over the 50 years, there has been an awful lot of <laughs> misinformation about Bruce's death and they go on about it. And, and, and I don't like to speak too much about it, but it, it does, it does happen. It does, it does come around to this date. And it's quite funny that a lot of people, um, even in the business world, you know, you say to them, Oh, it'd be better to celebrate the, the break, the groundbreaking launch of enter the dragon. And yet they still pull round to, Oh, well, he died on the 20th of July. I will release something around the death anniversary. And you're thinking, oh, that, is that something to celebrate? <laughs> it's like, no, not, not, not really in my book. You know, I mean, it's kind of, mm, you know, would you celebrate somebody's death? And I, I don't, I don't actually, they, I think it's, it's, a, it's a part of the legacy. And I think it's a starting of the legacy because from that day onwards, um, Bruce did actually become and started building this big, big following. Um, and in America, it started a lot earlier on the, on, on the release of Enter the Dragon in, uh, in, in America and, and much later in early 1974 um, with, um, with the British people. Um, we, we, were, we were one of the people that actually just took Bruce to our, to our hearts. Um, and he inspired so many people. So when you ask me about 50th anniversary, what does it hold? It holds a bittersweet sort of like scenario, really. Um, but I, as I say, I, I don't still understand why we celebrate it, but it, it is talked about. And 
people always like to reflect on this day. So yeah, that, that, that's that's how I feel about it. Well, I suppose it also does, uh, we're talking today, but does coincide with the release of Bruce Lee at uh, Golden Harvest, the release from Arrow Films, um, which uh, we had some hand in partly, but also is a properly impressive uh, box set. Um, so do you want to talk about that, the box set of Bruce Lee at Golden Harvest? And the greater things are the Mandarin Cut. The Mandarin Cut, um, Kung Fu Monthly, um, now revitalised by Carl Fox, Kung Fu Monthly, had a big play, part to play in that because nobody actually knew much about the uncut Big Boss until 1979 and the film festival held uh, uh, down in Auburn and stuff like that. And it was absolutely, I remember sitting back to next to a great guy called Dave Langley and he was going, you won't have seen this, uh, you won't have seen this. And literally there was bits in there that, you know, you was like, oh, it made it such a more, such more a complete movie and you understood the storyline so much better when you had all these little joining bits in so for us to get this edited down version and actually knowing so much about this what they call the uncut big boss and that it you know it, it, we thought it had gone missing it, it, it lost people thought somebody had bought a 35 millimeter film had been bought and then had got lost in the archives and stuff like that but it, it just it just went it just went missing and it, we thought we'd never see it and it, it's absolutely so great to actually see the uncut version and uh, all down to James Flower and his team um, for putting it together um, it, it makes the whole film a, a, a great understanding of how the Hong Kong people felt when they actually first went to see uh, Bruce in the Big Boss in Hong Kong. Because we, we, we didn't, you know, when you see the full film, you get the full flavor of what the film was talking about. And actually when Bruce talks about it um, to Ted Thomas in one of his interviews, he goes, you know, there's some, you know, fight scenes in it. There's a group, sort of like a lot of sex scenes in it. And, and Bruce talks about these things and you think, well, when you're watching the normal sort of like standard cut, you think, well, I can't make a big fuss of this. But when you see the full complete film, you go, ah, oh, now I see what Bruce is talking about. And you can see why there's so much enthusiasm, enthusiasm about the uncut big boss. Um, and, and, and people have talked about it. I've talked about it. I've written about it. Um, there's a great guy that has a, an actual website for it, um, you know, and, now, it, 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 you know, it must be absolutely over the moon that this has now been put to bed. Um, I mean, there'll always be the, the factor that people will turn around and say, oh, well, there's a scene missing from it. You know, the sign, the head scenes missing. Well, yeah, it's missing and it's not there. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't know where it is or if it ever, ever, you know, we know it existed because there's so much photographs of it. Was it taken out in early stages? Was it was it ever there? Did anybody actually see it in Hong Kong? Nobody's actually come out to actually say, yes, I have actually seen it. In my opinion, I, I haven't heard anybody say that. Um, and, and until such time as somebody can actually put it, in front of me then i just say well so what we know it existed we actually see bruce put his foot on the saw we see him move we know he actually picks it up but actually doing it yeah it's it's not there in it you know so that, that that's not going but on the other hand you know there is great scenes um 
with the the the, the cart scene, which is now there, um, and of going the second visit to the brothel and the river scene. And talking of missing scenes, how about the log scene? And I can remember you telling a story about when you first saw that uh, in Golden Harvest. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the the other big thing to the big uh, to the, the the box set from Arrow is this shock. And I mean, it is a shock to an awful lot of fans to uh, the Danny Nasanto, um Junior um, log scene. Um, I mean, I've only just seen it recently and, you know, I saw it way back uh, when I went to Golden Harvest in 1982. Um, and I was with H.E. Chu, who was the... Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a story about him, which we might do sometime. But H.E. Chu was the editor of the Star newspaper uh, that didn't always have a lot of good things to say about Bruce Lee and was out to sell newspapers, but I did meet him. Uh, and he sat me across the desk and he went... Um, would you like to see we've you've seen all golden harvest studios would you like to watch a bruce lee film we've got nothing else to say it was a rainy day um uh, and i do remember it. Uh, hong kong can be very very sort of like showery um you know the, the, the kind of the climate there is kind of weird um and it, it monsoony next minute rain next minute sunshine next minute terrible heat um and so he took me down to this wonderful little um rushes uh, cinema and uh, he sat me down and he said, here, you know, sit in this seat. And the guy was, was Johnny Lau. And he said, oh, you sit there. And he said, right, would you like tea and biscuits? I said, oh, yeah, tea and biscuits would be nice. And so he says, well, what film do you want to see? I said, oh, I want to see uh, Bruce Lee, The Man, The Legend. It was only shown in 1973 and then withdrawn. He says, oh, all right. And we rung down. And I said, oh, yeah, we can show you. But it's in Mandarin. I went, oh, I'm not bothered. You know, I, I can understand. I know exactly what Bruce is saying in all his movies. Um, so, you know, I was quite sat in. He says, well, you'll be pleased to see where you sat in this little theatre. He says, where you're sat is where Bruce Lee sat to watch the rushes. And here is where, and where Johnny's sitting is where Raymond Chow sat next to him. Uh, and at that, I sat like filled up a little bit. I thought, Christ, this is a, an experience that not many people are going to get. Um, and then I saw this Bruce Lee, the man, the legend. Well, for, for people who are, are a lot younger than me, what you won't real, re, realise is until the 2000s, and thanks to Hong Kong legends and Brian White and Steve Rivers, um, we, we were suffered badly from the cuts of all Bruce Lee films. Well, I saw Bruce Lee, the man, the legend, and he had every non-chucker scene and he had every scene that you want to see, including a short clip of the Danny Nassantu log scene. So I was like in tears of joy because I thought if this ever got released in, in England or, you know, due to the census, it wouldn't at that time. I thought, wow, you know, this, this would be amazing. Move on, <laughs> move on to 2023. And there I'm sat um, watching with Carl Fox, this absolutely amazing uh, log scene and the full complete set then put together as, as though it should it would have been the real film uh i mean and it's just breathtaking and you know you can actually see bruce it just very very shots half of a second clip of bruce directing in a santo on what he wants how he wants it doing lots of photographs have done this but not actual footage um of bruce directing which is where I think Bruce would have gone um, in his legacy over the years. But the log scene is just beautiful to see and is, is a wonder because 
what you've got to look at is one of the people who actually kept Bruce's legacy alive is Guru Dan Inosanto. You know, he, he has been uh, pivotal um, and only till recently, um, the late, um, you know, Sifu Takikimura, again, another person who was pivotal in keeping Bruce Lee's name alive and um, and Linda and the, and the rest of the family. But yeah, I mean, um, the, seeing Guru Inosanto in action, putting out what he actually loves, which is a Filipino Cali, um, is just amazing. And you know, if there's anybody who should be doing a film, I know Diana was always thinking of trying to get a film out with Guru Inosanto. That would be the film to watch next. I mean, a lot has been done on It Man, uh, another, uh, you know, link to Bruce Lee. But so much could be said easily but between two films. One would be the, the, the story of... Uh, Guru in a Sanso, and another one that I feel is still misplaced is Wong Shung Lung, the, the, a, a film sort of like dealing with Wong Shung Lung, uh, who in my eyes is the teacher of Bruce Lee. I mean, it, it Man did a bit of it, but Wong Shung Lung was there and, and so was William Chung from my readings and, and, and stuff like that. So I think there's, there's a misplace there. But um, getting back to the, the log scene, yeah, it, amazing. And it's great to see the fans, hardcore fans, coming back saying, yeah, you know, I'm not really keen on Game of Death, but, hey, this is impressive. You know what I mean? And uh, what a great celebration of the legacy of Bruce Lee on his, on, on his, you know, you know, on an anniversary of, of today, you know, roundabout way, you know, to, to actually get that out. I would have preferred, and I will state my case, I would have preferred it to be in the 19th of August. So, celebrating the uh, the launch event of the dragon but that's just my particular fo you know foible that that's that's what i would have liked and you mentioned game of death um in our uh, uh pre preamble um what, what did you want to pick up on something about that as well in relation to today game of death what a, an unfinished um legacy it is um I always find it funny and, and I, <laughs> I have a little chuckle to myself when people turn around and go, oh, Game of Death. And I used to speak a lot and, and people know of him and I, and I, and I rate him quite highly in, in the fact that I spent maybe 20 years talking to a guy called Julian Kane, um, who went on and on and on about Game of Death. And, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate what he was saying. He was hoping against hope when John Little's film would come out that it would it would shine all this, you know, new footage on Bruce and, you know, would fill in the gaps. But unfortunately, there's only one person who could have filled in the gap and would have made the film totally what it, it was a Bruce Lee thing was Bruce Lee himself. Nobody can nobody can can actually see or visualize what what Bruce Lee would have done. Because even if you've got all the footage and and yes, there's lots of it and retakes and stuff like that. And you and 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 when you watch how people are putting films together now, I mean it's great when you see the making of things like Mission Impossible and stuff like that, where you see Tom Cruise saying, Well, we did things like this and then we tried things like that. That's what Bruce did. You know, he was try this way, let's try that way, let's have a look at this, let's see what and that gives you a lot of alternatives um, to, to how the film would have gone because he would have sat down then with all the bits and pieces and the completed movie and then put it together. And it would have been a, a, a legacy where Bruce would have been showing 
something that is still lost a little bit and people still forget is that Bruce was showing, you know, his method of fighting, this art of fighting without fighting, this, you know, using no way as way and having no limitations as limitations. What you've got to look at is Bruce wears a yellow cat suit. He doesn't wear a gi. He doesn't wear, you know, anything traditional. He's freeing himself from everything, adapting to what actually is in front of him. And that's what he was trying to get across with the movie. He was trying to say, don't become a style. Don't become a style because a style will restrict you. And he, he was doing it in a movie way. So he was getting his, his philosophy across in, in a fantastic way that he was educating the people to the art of, of martial arts as to say, yeah, if you've got a passion for a martial art, and I like a passion for Wing Chun, I wonder why. But the situation is is that don't be by but don't be bound by that system. You know what I mean? But, and open your mind. You know that so many martial arts movies that you actually watch, and you, you can see, and even in Fist of Fury, my style's better than your style. You know, and they all have a clash, and you know we can beat you. Your teacher is worse than my teacher and I will beat your teacher. It's 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 ridiculous. And Bruce knew this from the old Kung Fu movies. And he was going, no, no, no. When you're in a fight, when you're in a street fight, I mean, if a guy comes at you a knife, you're not going to stand there going, where's my sword? You know, because the only thing I do is samurai sword. And if I ain't got a samurai sword, I can't do anything. You know, the way of the samurai actually taught you how to fight without a sword. You know what I mean? And and was a more complete system. And a lot of them are complete systems. But to learn that complete system, you have to go through everything. And Bruce was saying, you know, sometimes if you want to short circuit, you've got to go in there, learn it, learn what's good for you and and take, you know, the old three things, you know, take what is useful, throw away what is useless and add what's particularly your own. As to say, if you are a certain weight, certain height, go from there. And Bruce was proving that on Game of Death. And what a shame he didn't get to chose it. And shame that people don't talk about that enough, about Bruce and how he was educating people to the, the Chinese way, the Chinese way of thinking. He was so proud of being Chinese, so proud of the Chinese people. And he hated the way it was treated in the West. And, um, and he converted the West. He converted the West so that we respect the Chinese an awful lot more. And Game of Death would have been one of those films where he would have built on that. But to remember that this was still, Game of Death was still going to be for the home audience, like Jackie Chan does films for the home audience. It wasn't for Hollywood. The, 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 the three films, Big Boss, Fist of Fury, Way of the Dragon, were not for Hollywood. They were for the home people who understood the Chinese way. You know, it's Hollywood films would have been more directed to Hollywood because he knew the Hollywood way. He'd been there. He'd been a product of Hollywood. You know, he'd done The Green Hornet. He'd done several TV series. He'd been on Marlowe. So he knew what Hollywood demanded. And he would have followed very much. If you ever want to see where Bruce would have been today and the legacy of Bruce, look at Clint Eastwood. If Bruce had lived long enough, he would have been not a copy of Bruce uh, of Clint Eastwood, but he would have followed very much in Clint Eastwood's mind because that's what Coburn and that's what McQueen had said to him: "Go do what do go do what Clint did. Go away, go to another country, go back to your own country, go make some movies, show them what you can do, and then they'll sit up and they'll jump up and down, and say yeah, we want." And that's exactly what they did with Clint. He went away, made three dollar movies, um, and you know, continue to make some dollar movies in Hollywood and then 
away he went and nobody stopping him and nobody stopping him today. Right, I'll answer that, I like that. Um, uh, Andrew, um, so new fans come to discover Bruce Lee. Um, where should they start? What should they look for? I mean, I think that uh, that's a great question. And, and the situation is, is 50 years on. If you've not met Bruce Lee before or you've just been influenced by Bruce Lee, really pick up on the real stuff on Bruce Lee. I mean, if you go to a YouTube channel, go to one where it's it's got people who actually knew Bruce Lee, like Jesse Glover or James DeMille, Guru Inosanto, uh, Linda Lee, um, you know, and people who actually knew Bruce, you know, if is anybody talking, you know, you can actually come to our channel and come to the, the Walmart TV channel. Um, and there's plenty on there. I mean, we've got Guru in Asanto, we've got uh, Richard Bastillo, you know, and there's lots of stories in there. Chris Kent and stuff like that. All these people are the real people. Try and keep away and, and read books that are really something to do uh, or the original books linda's book um you know bruce lee's story um you know anything that that's 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 really down to it i mean a good starting point is is bruce thomas's book fighting spirit i mean it at least gives you a a, a start a starting point uh, and and bruce has done an awful lot of research on that sort of stuff um and keep to them things. Steve Courage's book is, uh, books are absolutely amazing. I mean, he's he's actually done an awful lot of research and with uh, Darren Chua. And, and the thing is that you can't miss well, those kind of publications because those are well-researched, good information, good scenario. And I think, um, barring from the box set, I think soon, um, if you're watching this channel and you're watching me and with Will, um, you'll be really, really happy to know there's an actual BBC documentary coming out. I think it's called uh, the, the, the 10 Pictures of Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee's Life in 10 Pictures um, with, with Steve Courage and uh, David Tadman. I think that's going to be an absolute must. But because those will be absolutely, they will have researched it they will not dare do anything that doesn't tell the true story of Bruce Lee uh, and give you some vision. Because what Bruce Lee did for all of us in the 1970s and, and, on, and onward, and people even younger now, is he inspired us to be yourself, to be yourself. Don't become a product, you know, using no way as way and having limitations as limitations. Use it. Use it. Don't be Bruce Lee. Be yourself. Be what Bruce wanted you to be. Be yourself. Investigate everything that you can do. And that takes Bruce's legacy. That's what I've done. If you talk to Will Henshaw, he will tell you that my drive, it comes from that, that man seeing him on the screen in 1973. You know, when you see him alive, as I always say, he was a Mozart of martial arts and he put his energy Onto, onto, onto celluloid, and that energy keeps bouncing back to you every day you watch it. Even when we've just done an interview with Matt Rutledge, he said it hits you. His, his, you know, his, his, his persona, everything about Bruce was amazing. So thanks very much, Will. I hope this is the first of a few. Sports Social Podcast Network.